If you've worked in a corporate environment, you know how painful intranets can be. The content is stale, the interface is ugly, and you can't access it on your phone. It's almost as awful as the lunch break room. Am I right? Dilbert. Anyway, Igloo is an intranet you'll actually like. It's an easy-to-use collaboration tool that can help you do your best work. Share files and updates with your team, coordinate calendars, manage department projects, and more. Whether you're a large enterprise stuck using SharePoint or a fast-growing business overwhelmed by file sharing and calendar apps, you can create a corporate intranet that matches your brand's look and feel, simplifies how you work, and is accessible on your phone. What's not to like? You can get your free trial today by going to igloosoftware.com slash tech. That's igloosoftware.com slash tech. So once upon a time, um, when I was 18 years old, I worked at the Cornell Daily Sun, um, which is a student-run newspaper. And I was in love with One Direction, which is a boy band that some people know of. And I wrote about them all the time in the newspaper, and everyone hated it. Nobody read it, and the comments were all extremely mean until one magical day when an article that I read about One Direction made its way to Tumblr somehow, and all of these Tumblr people uh, started contacting me and sending me messages and reblogging it and being like, woo, One Direction in a newspaper, because they didn't realize it was just a dumb student newspaper. Um, they thought I was like the salvation of One Direction, but mostly they were the salvation of my uh, dignity and <laughs> self-worth. Because uh, then I realized that there was this awesome uh, community of One Direction fans on Tumblr who um, who loved like sharing minutiae and stories and like One Direction memes, which are my favorite kind of memes. And then I started going to One Direction concerts and you can go and then like the second you get back, there's like GIF sets and photos of that specific concert like all over Tumblr. And it is the most enjoyable thing I've ever discovered in my life. Um, all thanks to the Cornell Daily Sun, a newspaper which is not real. You got the best, like, educational newspaper experience I've ever heard of. <laughs> because for me, like, I didn't learn anything, let alone how to deal with the internet. But you, you, like, you went from there, and now you're at The Verge, and it's like you already knew how to deal with angry commenters. <laughs> you already knew how to do with zealous fans. Yeah. You, you knew the ups and downs. You were totally ready for it. Yeah. I mean, I guess it was a good experience. It was like a bunch of kids pretending they had a newspaper with someone else's money. And, uh, you just we... <laughs> described The Verge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did that, and I found... Um, one Direction Vines because of it, so most valuable experience of my life. Hello, and welcome to a podcast from TheVerge.com that I like to call What's Tech. That's not how I normally introduce the episodes, but it's how I'm doing it today. I'm your humble host, Christopher Thomas Plant, and today I'm joined by my colleague and friend, the social media manager of TheVerge.com, Caitlin Tiffany. How are you doing today? I'm great. Um, I'm fresh from CES. I did not sleep. 
Um, but I was so excited about What's Tech that I, you know, knocked back some coffee, rolled out of bed in that order. Everything's very confusing. Um, <laughs> and made my way to the illustrious Fox Media offices in New York City. That's nice. We're going to save that soundbite of I was so excited about What's Tech the first time it has been said out loud. Uh, and we'll cherish it. Um, we're talking about Tumblr today. I invited you on. I'll, I'll, I'll give a longer introduction of who you are in my life because <laughs> this is the Truman Show, apparently. Uh, you, you understand the world, the real world that normal people use on the internet better than anyone I know including things like Tumblr.com or Snapchat da- app. I don't know what you'd call it. Anyway, and, and you, you know how these, uh, the people on them work because you are one of the people. You are something that I, I aspire to be but never will be because I have aged out. I, I had my Zanga time, my live journal time, which I guess still exists, and now I'm done. Now I'm, now I'm essentially dead in the eyes of half of our readers. Um, so for people like me, People over the age of, I guess, 25. Uh, can you explain what Tumblr is, top level, in its like most basic sense? Okay. Well, in a basic sense, Tumblr is a microblogging platform, which basically means um, it works the same way as like any other blog blogging platform you would use, except for it's like pared down. Um, most posts are pretty short, and you can also share like photos, videos. Uh, SoundCloud embeds, pretty much anything. It's like the whole internet on one platform. Um, yeah, it's and it's huge. There's like 225 million blogs on Tumblr right now. That's a stat I looked up. I mean, <laughs> you said pared down. <laughs> I did you ever use Zanga? Do you know what Zanga is? No, I don't know Damn that it. word. <laughs> oh. uh, do you know what Live Journal is? Yeah. Well, okay. LiveJournal was still a little bit before my time. I think my first blog was No, no, like you a don't have to blog. say that, that's all you have to do is say that you know what it is. I know and, what it is. I know what it is because if George R. R. Martin uses it still. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> um, oh, how is it different than that? Like you said it's it's it, it simplified? Um, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> it's simple just because like everything is just it's just one stream. Like if all the blogs you follow will just pop up in basically the same thing as like a Twitter timeline Um, but everything's super short so it's like you don't really have to engage that much I guess to enjoy something you just have to be like I like that photo I'm gonna reblog it it looks cool or like I don't know I'm not explaining this very well no I think that's I think that's a fine explanation it reminds me of like so when I got into this business uh, and it was like just blogs right like the early gawker days I guess Mm -hmm. uh there was so much reblogging, and it was like a controversial thing to reblog. And it felt to me like what Tumblr did well was take this controversial idea and essentially normalize it by making it so effortless that like even people who don't traditionally blog can do it just by hitting a button. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, um, a lot of people's Tumblr blogs are not like some people don't produce any original content on Tumblr whatsoever. And their blog is literally just curating things that other people did that they liked. And that's, like, a pretty accepted piece of the Tumblr culture. I mean, there are, like, artists and poets and whatever who will say, like, please don't reblog this. But for the most part, that's kind of the point. Wait, are you for real? People actually say, please don't reblog this on Tumblr? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's some people that are, like, 
oh, this is my new work. Please don't reblog it. I'm not ready for the whole world to see it yet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, tell me, tell me a little bit about Tumblr's origin story. Okay, so David Karp, the famous uh, founder of Tumblr and close friend of Taylor Swift, um, had been interested in short form blogs, which are called Tumble Logs. Tumblr! Um, and he was like kind of, or allegedly, I mean, this is the story he tells. This was like waiting around for established blogging platforms to add a short form platform. And eventually he was like, it's not happening. I'm going to do it myself. Um, what was kind of like erased from the origin story was that Tumblr was based on um, a platform made by like a young programmer in Chicago. Um, he had a Tumble log called The Projectionist. And it looked pretty much like the early version of Tumblr. And the original like FAQ had like, oh, yeah, we got this idea from this guy and we talked to him and he helped us make it a reality. But then it got really successful and they took him off of the page. So he is lost to the history. Uh, Sorry, Marcel Molina. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah. Uh, what were the early days like for a Tumblr user? Oh, uh, were you using it when you were 13? <laughs> no, I was pretty much not allowed to use the internet at age 13. Oh, my God. Um, I used, like, I was only allowed to play, like, Disney Channel games, etc. on the internet. <gasps> when um, I was starting my job, you were not able to use the internet. Yeah. Perfect. No, I, no, no, this is great. This is, this is a really great podcast. My family had, like, one computer, and so we had, like, computer days and TV days. I have three siblings, so when it was your day to use the computer, everyone else had to u- ask your permission to use it. So I got one day a week that was my computer day that I was in charge of the computer. And pretty much I wrote, like, dumb self-indulgent stories on, like, a word processor at, like app and then played Disney Channel games. Sorry, Tumblr. Okay, so it's 2007, and people are like, at this point, and I know this from experience, they're like, Zanga is the old news. We've had it. Live journal, it's not doing it for me. This Tumblr thing, it seems fresh. Twitter thing is not really relevant to me yet. I think it's operating as a text messaging system. So Tumblr's still my thing. How does it go from this kind of uh, niche thing that a few people are using to what I mean, you said, like hundreds of millions uh, of uh, uh, views? Well, Tumblr became popular pretty quickly, I think, in the grand scheme of how things take off. Um, and I think that it boils down to a pretty simple reason, which is that it's the rare instance in which a social platform um, was created to fill an actual need instead of just they made it and then tried to get people to want it. It's super easy. You don't need to know, like, you don't need to have any coding skills to make your blog look nice, um, which is something that people dig. It's a lot safer of a community, in my experience, than a lot of uh, a lot of the internet, probably particularly in its early days. Although, as I said, I was not really participating <laughs> at that time. But um, I don't think that Tumblr has Tumblr doesn't have a big harassment problem. It's not like Reddit. It's not full of like it's too much effort really to harass someone on Tumblr. Like you would really <laughs> you would really have to try. There's no comments. If you reblog somebody's thing and write something nasty, they're probably not even gonna see it. So like. It, it doesn't it doesn't happen so much. Um, and yeah, I think people just really like how simple it is. You can just you can go on and make a blog in like five minutes. Um, you can start reblogging content if you're if you don't feel like making your own stuff. It's just super simple and it's like a chill place to hang out. 
Okay, so there's this like popular chill place that yeah. uh, mostly attracts uh, creative uh, and I don't know if I'll say sincere, but not uh, <laughs> aggressive, not reddish uh, people. Uh, naturally, a giant company is going to come and consume it. Tell right, me about of why and when Yahoo uh, decided <laughs> to acquire Tumblr. Well, Yahoo um, acquired Tumblr in the spring of 2013. And I think they were pr- they were pretty forthcoming about just being like, um, young people don't even know or care what Yahoo is anymore. So we want to buy Tumblr and get all of their young people. Um, <laughs> and um, also, I think that was around the time that Tumblr started doing a lo- uh, doing a lot more advertising and getting a lot more advertising revenue. So I guess it was mutually beneficial. They didn't really. Uh, change the platform at all. They kind of left David Karp to just do what he wanted. So, you know, one of the one of those pleasant and rare um, outcomes of capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> okay, beyond beyond the Yahoo thing, how has Tumblr changed in recent years, or or even since you know two thousand seven? Well, one of the big ones is advertising. Um, they started doing that, I guess, right before the Yahoo thing, but then a lot more after that. Uh, and with advertising comes the brands in all capacities. There are like official tumblers for pretty much all brands, including the Verge.com. Um, <laughs> so it's definitely, I think, a little bit less of a Wild West, as will happen when social media platforms um, start making money for someone. They also have a mobile app now. Which you can do, like, they they just expanded it a couple years ago to include all of the features, like the Spotify embeds and the high-res images and offline mode, etc. Oh, they have an editorial team now, which started in 2012. They used to have kind of, like, their own blog, which was, like, they would, like, round up stories and videos from the day. Um, but they don't do that anymore because nobody cared. But now they still do, like, recommended content and they have, like, staff picks. Um, I do like that every social media platform has that period, it seems like now. Like, they yeah. had that Snapchat uh, kind of flirted with it. Uh, I, I, I feel like Reddit is uh, doing that. I think they're in the middle of that. But this idea of, like, hey, uh, we have people who make things for free. You know what we should do? Pay people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have like one super cool employee that her job sounds like the best thing in the world. She's the official Tumblr meme librarian. Um, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So she pretty much just emailed them and was like, I'm obsessed with memes. Um, I think that this is a, a position that you should make in your company and then also hire me to do it. Um, so they did. They hired her, and now she's like officially in charge of cataloging all of the memes that gain traction on Tumblr. <laughs> That's her job. Oh my gosh. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna talk about the serious things. Okay. Uh, these are the two most controversial uh, things that I've heard about when people are talking about Tumblr. The first one: Is it true that like most of Tumblr is actually just porn pages? <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I think <laughs> I think one of the most like basic rules of Tumblr is 
Like, don't scroll through it in public. Don't scroll through it at work um, unless you're like a really fast scroller or you just have no shame. Because every Tumblr blog is like tangentially a porn blog. Like, <laughs> but I mean, in Tumblr's defense, I think most of what you see is pretty softcore or like artful. Like, it'll be like suggestive photography. It's not necessary. Like, you're not really supposed to, you can't really embed porn videos you can embed porn videos from like youtube or something um but you can't like upload your own porn and put it on tumblr and have it hosted there and david carp says that it's only like two to four <laughs> percent which is still, oh there's no still way. a lot yeah i know um it does seem like it's a lot more than that but yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, it's not okay. it's not it's Tumblr is not safe for work, which is unfortunate because Tumblr is what I do at work. <laughs> so that brings us to the second thing. Not the what you do at work. <laughs> oh my god. But uh not safe for work. The other thing that I, I've always heard uh negatively associated with Tumblr is the uh self harm pages, basically communities built around people who self harm. Uh is that still a thing, or was that, like, a problem a couple of years ago? Um, well, so I think it's definitely still a problem. Um, in, like, 2012, they released a statement. And they're actually one of the first platforms to really have a firm stance on, like, we believe in free speech, but... Um, so it was, a, it was a good statement. It was a good effort. <laughs> um, they pretty much said, like, you can have self-harm blogs that are about talking about your own experience um you just can't and you can like they also explicitly said like you can joke that you need to starve yourself after thanksgiving or that you want to like kill yourself after a humiliating date or whatever um but you can't explicitly suggest techniques for self-harm or for suicide or anything like that um so after that statement they shut down about 50 percent of the self-harm blogs um but I think it's pretty it's pretty common knowledge that like it takes a while for them to find these things. So they crop up and then and they exist for a while and they can accrue like a pretty pretty intense following before Tumblr does anything about it. Um but yeah, it is kind of Okay. We'll switch to the positive <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Much more positive. Why, in your humble opinion? should the average person use Tumblr? Like, say, say it's me, and I'm listening to this episode, which would be trippy, uh, somehow for the first time. <laughs> what? Wh why? 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 Why bother? <laughs> okay. I have so many social media. I have Peach. <laughs> you don't need Peach. Okay. Um, Peach is fantastic. <laughs> no. Um, okay. Well, I stand by the statement that Tumblr is pretty much the entire internet in one place um because there's like people do screenshots of tweets and like comment on them and make it even funnier um there's youtube spotify soundcloud um there's people post like original photography people post poems people post all kinds of stuff um there's a pretty big fashion presence on tumblr um news organizations are on tumblr any fandom you could possibly conceivably belong to has a presence on tumblr um i feel like you could be on tumblr and not be on anything else and you would be fine 
That's the big, that's my argument for Tumblr. And you don't have to understand like anything about blogging or HTML or you just like go on there and you hang out and it all happens to you. That's okay. That's the selling point. (laughs) What are your favorite spots? And one of these has to be a One Direction Tumblr. <laughs> um, okay. Well, some of my favorite things on Tumblr are, well, the the alt-lit community exists pretty extensively on Tumblr. Um, that's like weird internet poetry. Um, we wrote about one of them on The Verge once, actually, this poem about Sharknado. Um, that would qualify as alt-lit, I think, and it was great. Um, there's also this blog called voicemail poems, uh, which is like people call in and read their poems into like a voicemail box and then it gets posted on Tumblr as like a SoundCloud link and it's super interesting and like weirdly intimate. I, I love it. None of these are One Direction. No. Okay. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that I have a specific One Direction blog that I follow. I just follow like a hundred of them. Oh, Okay. So that you <laughs> so basically, people should follow you, yeah. and you will curate for the yeah. rest of us what we need. Yeah, you just have to like it does take some time to integrate yourself into whatever whatever fanship you belong to. You have to like you have to kind of parse parse the baloney. Um, that's not a phrase, <laughs> um, but yeah. The One Direction community is great. You should check it out. There's lots of, um, there's lots of like, there's almost like a secret language between people who talk about One Direction on Tumblr. Okay, um, let, let, let's wrap there. Where can people follow you on Tumblr to parse the baloney? Oh no! <laughs> yes. Oh wait, no. no. If, you, if, you, if you'd rather not, you can also say The Verge on Tumblr. The, yeah. Um, you can follow The Verge on Tumblr. Sometimes I go rogue and I reblog One Direction stuff there. Perfect. Um, yeah. Uh, and and where can people follow you in on Twitter? Oh, me. I'm uh, K A I T underscore Tiffany on on Twitter. Perfect. Thank you for coming and doing this episode today. No problem. You're making me feel really old. Sorry if I was half asleep. No, no, no. It was great. You still managed to make me feel really old even with that. Um, (laughs) Thank you all for listening. Thank you uh, to our producer and audio engineer, Andrew Marino, who is excellent as always and also is running on, I think, maybe two hours of sleep. Uh, You can find us here on TheVerge.com every Tuesday. Uh, I don't know if we'll have a transcript for this week because it's going to be coming in hot, but we're going to start having transcripts for every other episode. Uh, We want to try an experiment. iTunes.com or whatever it is where you leave reviews on iTunes. Uh, Go there, leave a review, and uh, ask a question. Ask any question uh, tech-related that you have, and we'll choose uh, one or two and try to put them at the end of the episode. I'll ask my peers and get you uh, a good answer. Uh, And also, as always, share the show with your friends and family. Uh, Improve their lives. Tell them how to fix their routers. We did an episode on that. If they're into this, maybe they'll be into fan fiction. We did an episode on that. That's it. Everybody's going to go to sleep. We'll talk to you next week. Goodbye.